and welcome to a brand new Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, but more importantly, as far as it matters for right here, right now, live on YouTube, Facebook, and X. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko. My co-hosts, the panel, your friends, your family on these Thursday nights. We have our founder, our fearless leader, Mr. John Dam Johnston. Hello, sir. Hi. Hi, Greg. Hi. How are you? It's good to see oh, you. Great. Look, look what I have. I, I have an essential oil. It's called hope. Look at this. Look at this. It, 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 uh, uh. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that briefly. And of course, uh, to our... Oh God, I think I just smashed my head. <laughs> hello, Minnie. I feel like I'm an offset Brady Bunch. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> hello. So right before we started, I, I'm, I'm so glad we're here. We're live. We get honest to God, minute by minute feedback. Because right before we went live, you two were talking about full moon. And if it's a real thing, or if it's just an excuse that people use to be a little more crazy than normal. And now John goes into essential oils, which is also false. So I'm curious <laughs> <laughs> what the Chatterfields think. Are you, do you put any, any stock into either essential oils or this full moon phenomenon? Well, yeah. Well, I know you do. We just talked. <laughs> I, I <laughs> And and essential oils. Yeah, so I have Absolutely. more hope now, Greg. I have more hope. I don't know what is. I have more hope. Huh? It, How about that? Is it really called hope? Yeah. Now, yeah. now aside oh. from hair care products, we've got coordination line of essential oils. So there's hope, and then when oh. things aren't going our way, there's fuck everything. Right, John? <laughs> well, you can have hope and fuck everything at the same time. That's kind some of a, people hope to fuck everything. That's kind of a leading statement, right. isn't it? I apologize. That's that's inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> all right, we've got a lot of uh, uh, a lot of our usuals here. Uh, this is like I feel like this is almost Cheers, right? This is almost the bar where where we we come in. We've got all of our regulars here. Uh, we know living in Omaha, David Matney is here. Hello, David. Uh, David Canada is also here, saying good evening, all. Uh, Roger Moore was here and told us we were to launch in one minute. And we actually hey. launched a few seconds late. Sorry, Roger. Uh, getting these two on on task when they get talking about full moons and, and the phases in Mercury and retrograde. It's it's a little crazy. Uh, so I apologize. Uh, <laughs> Fred Sacco is here. Um, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I uh, love his last comment. I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm going through the hellos. Okay. You got to click on it. It's so I good. will. Uh, <laughs> Justin's here. James Boardman. Uh, Minnie is in the comments as well as live. That's weird. Uh, so weird. <laughs> um, Roger can't wait for the beer announcement, so we'll get there. Um, and is drinking Blue Moon with an orange slice, which I think is the only way legally you're allowed to drink a Blue Moon. Um, I didn't ever put no fruit in my beer, man. <laughs> you're missing out. No. No fruit salad? No, no, no little fruit add-ons. You know, 
That Corona, if it didn't taste like a beer without the fruit add on, what's the freaking point of having a beer? You know, a garnish. <laughs> I I like getting those Bloody Marys that have like the whole thing. That's in a it. Bloody Mary. That's a Bloody yeah, Mary. That's, that's not so a good. beer. John, can you read this comment for us? Fred Sacco says you can have hope and fuck everything by S. Frost. <laughs> Notice I read that without my glasses. I that, appreciate that. that. The oil and the full moon have made my eyes better. Oh my! Nobody, nobody believes you. <laughs> um, uh, Tiger Shark Divers here says hi. This is the David Letterman show. Uh, we all wish we had David Letterman money. I could say that much. Um, Islander Gun is with me. The full moon theory is false, but Goat Boy is real. I don't know about Goat Boy. I'm very, <laughs> I, um, I've got a lot of faith. I'm, I'm a believer, but only oh. in certain things and not usually in like mystical, mythical creatures. Does that make sense? Well, you know that old Leonard Skinner song. I know a lot of old Leonard Skinner songs. Which one are you referencing? Uh, they, you know, have you ever lived down in the ghetto? Have you ever heard the cold wind blow? That's not it. Forget it. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like some of their lyrics, but no. I don't, <laughs> um, you don't know what I mean. Why don't you stand up and scream? Because there's things going on that you don't know. You don't know. There you go. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Brett Clusaw uh, is here. I hope I pronounced that right, Brett. Uh, I've got also a, a funky last name, so we do the best we can with what we're given. Uh, let's see. Highlander Gun reminding us to stay off train tracks. And let's see. Yeah, I think that's, I think we're about caught up. Uh, all right. So, what am I drinking? Well, let me say this America's oldest profession is rebellion. It's in our hearts. It's in our nature. We've been rebelling since the 1700s. However, America's oldest brewery is Yingling. And that's what... Is it really? It is. It is not. Yes, it is. Um, it, it's, it's right, right. There on the label. It's America's oldest brewery. Yingling. Yingling. Y-U-E-N-G-L-I-N-G. Yeah. Chuck Berry wrote a song about it called My Yingling. I mean, that didn't go over well, so he changed it to my dingling, and it became a number one thing. It's a little bell on a rope, man, or a little bell on a string. Is that what it was? Yeah. Soap on a rope? Nope, nope, nope. It's a bell on a string. <laughs> That's how it rhymed with my dingling. So, oh, okay. Uh, Aaron says, enough about me. What's mini drinking tonight? Uh, It's... A spritzer, not a beer. Sorry, there's a. Okay, so it has some prosecco and some um, diet squirt. It's like a mixer. Sounds sounds fancy. It's so good, and I'm drinking it out of my your Nebraska. Husker Power Glass. Yeah, there you go. yeah. I I have That's uh, not so fancy. I have lavender tea that's supposed to calm me down. Mm. Sure, shit ain't hurting, helping. Yeah, I've been told I missed it's the, the most. It's the full important. moon. All right. Um, let's see. James says Holmes Lake Fishman is real. I don't know. Justin what that is. says I don't know, but Justin says James. How do you think those fish got two heads? I, I don't want. I wonder if, if those are the most important comments. Um, 
Husker check says, hi, Greg, the good Greg, John and Minnie. I don't know. Is there a bad Greg? There must There's be. always a bad Greg. Hold on. Wait, wait, let me, let me turn to the dark side. <laughs> there you go. That's the bad Greg. Just so we all know. That's it. You like, it felt, it felt weird being out of character. Um, before we get <laughs> on to actual li- real topics, uh, John, you've been a, a coach. You coached your kids in a lot of things. Did you ever do like scouts with the kids? Do what? Did, do, were, were any of your children in the scouts? I was a Boy Scout leader for 17 years. Oh so you, you've you seen your fair share of uh, Pinewood Derby cars, right? Yes. Can I show off my boys? It's his first sure. ever Pinewood Derby car. Did, did he build it? Uh, He had yeah. help. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's eight, so power tools probably a little young. Well, that's where you're supposed to teach him how to use hand tools. Well, so what we did is, I he he wanted to make it a dragon, like with big wings and everything. I said, buddy, I'm pretty sure you have to stay in the parameters of, you know, the the rules. So he made a snake. So this is his snake car, John. Well, that's kind of cool. So it's a it's an ocean snake. Uh, I think he'd be very excited to know that I was telling everybody about i was a cub master for 10 years uh i would i when we got to boy scouts i did uh, outdoor stuff a lot i taught outdoor survivors survival skills uh i it literally would ask my kids mm-hmm. we'd be at a camp out and i'd ask they'd everything would get quiet and i'd look at one of them and i'd say uh, so who would you eat first and they'd all kind of go, what? <laughs> and I, I, and the older scouts, if they were veterans, they knew enough to be quiet for a minute because I'd usually ask a new kid. And I go, no, who would you eat first? I mean, we're talking about what would you do if you're out in the wilderness, or what would you do if you know things got really bad? Who would you eat first? And normally they were always going to pick the geeky kid. And I would point out, hey, good job, you killed the only kid that was uh, could cook food. Now you've right. killed everybody. <laughs> You know, or they kid, they or they'd pick the kid that could tie the only kid that t- could tie a bowline or set up a tent. And I'd be like, you, you know, it was a thing to teach them that everybody has value of some sort. But I got back one time, and one of the parents walked up to me and he goes, "Did you really ask a, ask them who would they'd eat first? And I said, "Yeah, I did." I said, "I'm, you know, this is serious." I also survival. told him that it's a, it would be a very good topic to bring up at his uh, ho- next holiday family dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I think James, James and I are, are of one mind. Eat the fat one, fattest flavor. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that guy could always cook. Um, so we have, uh, by the way, while we're talking about it, Fred says, I could imagine the badges John won and given out in John's troop. Shit asked, uh, shit asked, most curses in a single sentence, toilet rant, etc. Um, and I did, I did not swear at my scouts, which is why I spent 17 years doing that, and now I have to make up for it. David Matney says the get off my lawn badge, (laughs) okay? So, well, um, lots been going on. This week uh, in Nebraska athletics, both not just both football and but football and other sports. And I thought we might talk a little wrestling, but then I realized that Todd was on Monday night and there hasn't been wrestling since Monday night. So wrestling has been covered. So, yes. So uh, I probably do this in chronological order, which 
Minnie, correct me if I'm wrong, starts with the Polynesian Bowl. Yeah. I hope what everybody watched that. Bowl? Oh, it was so great. Okay. So I, I didn't watch Polynesian Bowl. I didn't mean to interrupt you uh, because no, Nebraska had wrestling and men's basketball that night. Oh, that's true. So that's true. It, 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 was, it was actually a really exciting random Friday night in January for Nebraska athletics. Yeah. It was a good Friday night. And one of the things that I love the most about the Polynesian Bowl was their halftime show. Oh, my God. That was good. It was was so good. I thought, this is amazing. We need to have this. We need them coming to Nebraska to do one of our halftime shows. It was so good. I, I, I have to ask... You need would would it be better to have something that's more local to the area? Like, uh, for example, I know you got to go up into South Dakota a little bit, but I mean, there are there are indigenous peoples, Native Americans in Nebraska, South Dakota. Could we do like a Lakota Sioux or or something like you know for or, or, or you know what I'm saying? I mean, rather than flying Hawaii, you know, people idea. from Hawaii. And, well, you know. wouldn't it be fun to kind of you know, take all these different cultures and represent it somehow at each halftime, that would be a lot of fun. That would be fun. But the problem is, first of all, describe what the Polynesian Bowl halftime show was. I I talked about it Monday night, but I didn't describe it. Describe it for everybody. they They had kids from around the area that put on these amazing shows with their dances, you know, their Polynesian dances and their fire stick type. Yeah. Like that, their fire stick warrior type thing, dances, choreography. And then they had, you know, the singers as well. And then at the end, they kind of combined all these different groups. There were probably like 10 different groups, not quite 10, but maybe five that were on the field all doing a dance together. It was really great. So entertaining. I I like I enjoyed it. I thought it was better than a lot of Super Bowl. Halftime. I know. It was so good. Uh, Fred says the problem with the problem with doing anything at a halftime show at, at Nebraska is if you change anything in the layout, it's like going to church and the pastor decides he's going to change the sermon to a different point in the church service. True. People just shit themselves. It's you know, true. people at Nebraska, you know, they got all them people and the, the band's supposed to do this at this time. And this is supposed to happen at that time. And if you change it up, they freak out, man. They just. I love the baton twirlers. <laughs> They're my favorite. All right, I, I've got to interject here because we have some really tremendous halftime show comments here. Uh, James Boardman says, uh, halftime hog wrestling for an Iowa game. Uh, Fred says, the tribe of Johnston. The tribe of Johnston uh, should do the halftime show dancing around, shaking a fist at the sky and cursing in an unintelligible fashion. Um, one of my favorites. Yeah, I never think- unintelligible, you frap adapt. <laughs> And uh, Jay Blutarski comes in, just a just kiss of one. The Sioux were initially not from the Dakotas. They were from Wisconsin. And when they finally got horses, they got the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I, again, I don't know the historical accuracy, but I'm going to pretend that that's exactly what happened. So That's what happened. Uh, so, you know, but a, a great halftime show, you know, for probably the casual observer might have been the highlight of the 
the broadcast. But for Nebraska fans, we had three players, uh, three incoming freshmen who not only played, but excuse me, played very well. Yes. And they all Um, started. The only downside is they weren't on the same team. (laughs) I know. Oh, that, that kind of killed me. I wish they could have worked it out, but, um, you know, Dylan Rayola and Carter Nelson, they were on one team and then Preston Taumua. Taumua. Okay. We're going to get used to this. Taumua. He was on the other team. Okay. He did an amazing job at stopping, um, you know, the pass rush. So I thought, they only got to practice like a week together and it was really filled with a lot of activities. So, you know, they just kind of dumbed all the plays down. (laughs) I mean, it was kind of like a showcase, right? They didn't do a whole lot of running, but they did a lot of throwing and intercepting. Um, But I thought, Oh, and, and okay. Sorry. One other thing. Did you, did you watch it, John? You watched it. I watched. I would flip back and forth between that and wrestling. Okay. Did you see that they would pan to like the sidelines and there was a guy wearing a Nebraska shirt? No. An older gentleman. I that. Well, there a was couple uh, times they showed it. Dylan's dad. Yeah. His grandpa there. was um behind like one of one of the field goals, you know. So that was kind of neat. I was like, oh, my gosh, I know that guy. And, of course, then they they showed pictures, you know, video from the week of Dayton Riola and Taylor Riola. And it's like all the Riolas were there. It was one I big happy it. family. Yeah. It, I, we're, they're going to adopt us or we are, are we adopting <laughs> them? I think Minnie's going to try to adopt a few of the kids. <laughs> I don't know how that will work. I think they all come as a package deal, adults, kids, whatever, (laughs) probably their pets too. So what (laughs) you're saying is that if, if we're adopting them, they're no longer like the Rayolas, they're the coronations like Dylan. No, no, not as coronation. All of the, all the Nebraska university, everybody, Sure. the whole, the whole thing, not just our cult. Many, how many spare rooms do you have in your house for all these kids you're bringing in? (laughs) I think they can handle it. They're they're making plenty of money. I can live with them. <laughs> I'm sure the Cattlemen's Club can slaughter enough beef to feed everybody. Oh, it's true. There was I was actually trying to pull a a, a gif, as the kids say, gif uh, of one of the passes from Riola to uh, Carter Nelson. And again, the they and they mentioned in this clip it's. The file was too big for StreamYard to handle, so my apologies. Right. Um, but they, they, even the announcers mentioned that uh, Carter Nelson's. It was his first eleven-man game. He's used to right. eight-man ball. He he's going to be more of a, a hybrid slot type receiver with his size, but but he's used to playing in space. So um, this particular little, it was almost like an option pass type of thing from Riola to uh, Nelson, um, and it went for 11, 12 yards, first down, something like that. So it was. No, it was a, it was fun to watch, you know, it and Ryle, I know he had an interception, but many, like you said, so did everybody else that played. Yeah. Um, And honestly, like I said, they only got to play, you know, practice together for four days. And I think because I kept rewinding it and I don't think the guy was running the right route. 
I kind of blame it on him. That's <laughs> that's very much on on brand with with yes, what Fred with what Fred's gonna say here because Fred says that many will take in a couple rescue Riolas. <laughs> uh, quote: I didn't rescue this five star. This five star rescued me. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, uh, anything else from the Polynesian Bowl? Uh, absolutely. First, oh. first thing I want to say. Well, last thing I want to say, I should say, um, Carter Nelson. Oh my gosh. We have got a major player in this kid. He, he was on the field almost the entire time. And I mean, he just catching passes. He was amazing. He would run from one end of the field to the other. And it was like quicker than anybody else. Plus, he was bigger than all the other kids. So I'm excited to see him. Living in Omaha, David Matney has a question. And I think this is a very interesting question. I think I know the answer. <laughs> well, that's not him. Uh, <laughs> he says, who do you think has more name recognition in Nebraska, Dylan Riola or Jim Pillen? Who's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Jim Pillen? <laughs> you have to ask that question? Oh, God. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, G Dylan Royola has way more name recognition, I would think. Right. Because it's not just Nebraska. People in Nebraska would know who Jim Pillen is. Did you guys Nebraskans are everywhere on the planet, and I can tell you that the Huskers for California people, they don't give a shit who the governor of Nebraska is. That is the governor of Nebraska, right? He, <laughs> yes. he, but, but you know, know what? Dave Matney, who lives in Omaha, and Omaha is in the state of Nebraska, he might care who the governor is. He is, but he's not asking that. I know. He's asking who has name recognition. I agree. Okay, name recognition within the state or name recognition nationally? Like within the fan base, perhaps. Fan base. Or, it, it, it's yeah. Dylan Raiola. It's Obviously, because, I mean... <laughs> But we do most most Nebraskan Husker fans know who the the governor is because he's like all over the place supporting the Huskers. John, I think you'll uh, particularly appreciate this comment from Fred. Fred says, "I know many isn't Todd, but how is Carter Nelson's caboose?" <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe don't answer that. And I we, would say we would be raiding Preston Kalmua's caboose. Yeah. And I would think Todd would give him like four bedonks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to check with him, but. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, Boardman, James Boardman's almost. almost Skipped your first name. Uh, James Borman says Pillen's more popular with hogs, less so with humans. Um, Dave Matney did say within the state. I mean, okay. there is a small percentage of Nebraskans, like honest to God, Nebraska citizens who don't care about college football. Yeah. Who yeah, are, there are busy raising like cattle and things like that. And think that there's more important things than throwing around a little pigskin on a Saturday afternoon. Teach their own. Yeah. All four of them. <laughs> That's fine. I know two of them. They're good people. Yeah, they're they are. People? Come on. You're just sucking up for some reason. No, because they're not watching. Because, again, they're out making sure that the, the calves are warm. They got fresh you know, hay down. I've seen the commercials. I've <laughs> seen the commercials, Greg. What commercials? You can watch a game anywhere. 
Don't give me this. They're out. They're out <laughs> taking care of the cattle out there in the middle of nowhere. There's no technology. Maybe they maybe they don't have good oh, reception. Come on. Maybe they don't have the, I can the get it that some nation's don't largest like Nebraska football. That's fine, but it, 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 we don't have to. We don't have to tolerate them. That's fine. <laughs> they can just go live in their own space. Uh, MK wants to know who has more touchdown as a Husker. I'm guessing he's uh, uh, wanting to go between Dylan Riola and Jim Pillen, and I think so far <laughs> it's zero. But I have a feeling it's going to change in a few months. Um, it will change. Yeah, it'll change. Back, back to uh, the Pinewood Derby. Roger Moore says in Iowa, uh, all the kids who won Pinewood Derby had dads that worked for Rockwell for the space program. That's sounds like somebody who got who didn't win a Pinewood Derby is what that I, sounds like. My, my um, kids were terrible at Pinewood Derby. <laughs> no, don't don't get me wrong. There's no way that this thing is going to win. But we had a lot of fun carving it down and painting it. So I think um, that's really cute. Josh uh, thought today was Wednesday, so he's clearly a day off. Um, what a dork! <laughs> <laughs> it's the full moon, Josh. Still, he's, he, didn't, he didn't catch that part of the conversation. You can't. Well, yes, he can. I can. We can, can do anything. If they don't show up on time, that's their fault. Okay. <laughs> uh, Husker P says we go from the worst quarterbacks possible to hopefully the best. Look where everyone who leaves uh, goes. Nowhere you. It's so. true. It's true. Um, Didn't, how many uh, quarterbacks do we have on the roster? Okay, so Chubba Purdy just went to somewhere in Nevada. I thought it was it. Was it he Nevada? Went to, I thought it was, he was it just. UNLV? No, not even there. Oh, it was it's Nevada. Like, it's University of Nevada at Reno, I think. Okay. Yeah. Casey Thompson. Okay. No, to, to, he no, he's uh, Nevada Wolfpack. It's just yeah, it's just Nevada. <laughs> it's okay. just Nevada. Well, I mean, it's not. It's not like Nevada. It's not. I don't know where Reno is in Nevada. It's like Northwest Nevada State at Reno or anything like that. I mean, it's still Division One. Okay. Is it okay? Yeah. Well, good. Talk this, amongst yourself. This comment by Clay threw me off. Was like, there's a wild animal lurking. I think it was just my dog. <laughs> who, I, that, that, that's comments a few minutes a old. So I do. She's old and uh, she's a mutt. Um, <sighs> she's she's beautiful and she's a sweet dog and she's great with all the kids. But she's also 13 years old and starting to show. And oh, I have a know, 13 year old dog or you know, mm -hmm. child. No, child are 15, 11, and dog. 10, so. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I have a 13-year-old dog, 3-year-old dog, and 8-month-old. That's a lot of fur. That's a lot of fur. <laughs> Our uh, roster right now shows, oh, this is all freshmen. Why are they listing this like this? This is pissing me off. Uh, Justin, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't know if we're going to get this particular ranking, but Justin says that many we need a caboose power ranking by the end of spring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to consult Todd on that. <laughs> that that definitely feel like that'd be a joint endeavor. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shay Blutarski says six years ago, I told a coworker that his grandson should maybe stop focusing on hoops and focus on being a tight end. I think they would have figured that out anyway. The grandson was Carter Nelson. So, Oh my that means, gosh. 
stop. Don't ask for names or phone numbers. <laughs> All right. We've got to let these kids be kids. They have to graduate high school. Well, he's he's not even he's not an early enrollee. So we're not gonna get to see him at the spring game. No. I mean he'll probably be on the sideline, but well yeah, but he won't be playing. I'm gonna say David Manny, that's a really great question. I'm gonna save that for later in the show. Wants to know how the Five Heart Podcast got his name. Um Fred says, uh, in Iowa City, the football players bet on the Pinewood Derby while the cheerleaders mud wrestle for a bear claw and a Stucky's gift card. <laughs> Stucky's. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Uh, and Josh says, uh, after you called him a dork, John, he says, dork, well, great. Now I have to fight John. I have a sick three-month-old. Time has zero meaning. Well, that is true. He does have a, uh, his his little boy has not been feeling the greatest. Um, so... Well, we we hope everybody gets healthy, young and old alike, and everywhere in the middle. Um, Fred says, I think it's Todd uh, getting ready to hit Greg over the head with John's toilet seat and take his place. Oh, yeah, Todd's going to – Todd doesn't know where. I've met Todd. Todd and I have broken bread. We had barbecue together here in Illinois, um, but he doesn't know where I live. So let's see here. Looking, Josh says that Nelson's still looking good, dunking on the basketball court. Oh, um, I, I, do you guys have like here in Arizona, we have um, sports 360, so they go all over to every high school there is, I know, and they like video the games and then they interview the players afterwards. You guys have Nebraska has something like that too. Right. I don't know if they do it. <laughs> so, you know, it's part of the problem with running coordination and running a lot of this stuff is, and, and me having to pay, I try to pay attention as many sports and try to organize like who's covering basketball, softball, that kind of stuff. I don't have time to look at all that stuff anymore. I mean, I don't. So when you guys are, I depend upon you many to look that up. <laughs> okay so i know <laughs> okay <clears throat> i think so che that... needs to call me later <laughs> so i can get the down low on what's going on with carter <laughs> uh back when i was okay you got to go back 20 years but when i was up in shadron they had a um like a i, I would say magazine but it was on newspaper paper um and it highlighted a lot of various uh you know football you know, programs and, and schools and teams and players across the state back then. I don't know if they had something like that for basketball as well. I can't remember. I wish I knew the name of it. Um, I remember at one time they came out and, and uh, interviewed a couple of Shadron kids because Shadron had tremendous athletes, but they were very small. Like you would think if they were more prototypical size, they had the ability to, um, you know, they all, a lot of them played just right up the road at Shadron State College. A lot of them with Danny Woodhead. Uh, but if they would have been a little taller, you know, they could have, you know, gone maybe elsewhere. Um, but I can't remember the name of that. I thought it was like Nebraska Land Prep or something. Um, anyway. That sounds right. Thank you. Panhandle, maybe that's what Josh says. Panhandle Prep does all sports. Oh. Um, but that's mostly just the panhandle. So, um, okay. I don't know. All right. Uh, so anything? Hey, yeah, hi, wait, wait. Uh, so, gosh, are we back in the Polynesian Bowl with our? 
Huddle does a lot. They do. Huddle does a lot. And that's an Omaha-based or Lincoln-based company? Uh, Lincoln-based. And then uh, Herdat, which is, I don't know why they named it. Oh, I, yeah. I do. Herdat does quite a bit. Because you heard that, right? Uh, you know, domain names are really hard to find. That's all I can figure out on that one. Okay. Uh, so anything else on the Polynesian Bowl? Because... We kind of got off topic a little bit there. No. Okay. I think we're good. All right. Uh, well, let us talk good. about uh, many you informed John and I, and now through the show, we're going to inform everybody else that Nebraska head football coach, Matt rule uh, did what Matt rule has done in the past. And that's kind of share his knowledge. And uh, he did a uh, coaching clinic for some Texas uh, high school coaches, and the the specialty of this talk uh, was about winning in the end zone. Not the end zone, the red zone. The red zone, yes. So he put together, this was, okay, he was, he was the head coach at Baylor when this took place, but they're advertising it, uh, the site that he did it on is advertising it as the head coach of Nebraska Cornhuskers. So that's how I found it. Um, so maybe it was an older talk? It was from, okay. I mean, almost 10 years ago. Gotcha. So one of the things that, two parts of his talk are free to listen to. If you guys want to go there, it's through um, coachtube.com. And it was really informative because he talked nonstop about what, winning in the red zone looks like. And you pointed out, Greg, when you were writing up the, the yes, when you're writing up our little uh, teaser, how we were not winning in the red zone yeah. at well, Nebraska. It, I mean, we, we didn't, every team in, in division one or, or FBS had above 500, you know, percentage in the red zone. The problem with Nebraska is Nebraska only had 28 trips to the red zone. Uh, we converted on 20 of those. Uh, most were, I think, passing TDs. I think 10 passing, six rushing or vice versa, and then four field goals. It's just a, a, a too, too few opportunities. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, he, so, you know, he's, he's doing this to, it's available to anybody, but mainly it was to the Texas high school coaches, which is, you know, huge. <coughs> Bye, Greg. <laughs> um, Keep going. 48 minutes. If you want to watch the whole thing, it's $15, which, you know, I wanted to watch the whole thing. So he breaks down his philosophies and play calls <clears throat> because I, I think he's, it's really interesting. He's, he's, I find it interesting whenever people like go off the grid a little bit and do their own kind of recognizance, you know, they're doing, he wanted to find out how do the winning teams win? And he, he said 70% are touchdowns in the red zone. Okay. So if you want to win 10 or more games per season, you have to have 70% of your touchdowns in the red zone. 
So that's kind of a good statistic to go by if you're like looking at, you know, how you're doing in games. Never kick field goals, except for in the fourth quarter. That was another one of his, his little talking bits, um, <clears throat> which as we know, every single time, whenever we would go down and kick a field goal and the poor defense would get back on the field, it would just be like, we lost that one is what you felt like. Um, also, the offensive goal is to run the ball in, not necessarily throw in the red zone. Um, God, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. I know. And, and defense tries to only allow field goals, which I thought was like, our defense has it that pretty nailed. I think on three did this thing where he was just talking about um, how low scoring all of our games were. The losses. So kind of really, I mean, we, we have one part of it down. And then he also said, you know, he always practices in the red zone daily, seven on seven. <clears throat> um, first goal, run the football in. Then he kept saying, touchdown, check down, touchdown, check down. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And completions equals touchdowns, which, you know, we have to get that in the red zone. We have to get those completions on our drives um, because the field is shrinking. So that's why he practices it every single practice. And what I thought was really interesting is Glenn Thomas – was his quarterbacks and offensive coordinator at that time. And they together kind of, you know, were doing all this research and going off of, you know, the data that they found. So I think, you know, with Glenn Thomas back with Matt Roll, we're going to be seeing a lot. This is what he does. And apparently this is what Glenn Thomas does. They research, they find out, okay, this is what, makes the difference right here. This one little thing. So um, I we were it. fourth fourth in the nation in the defense last year and allowing TD conversions inside the red zone. Uh, our offense in the red zone was 130th out of 133 teams by conversion percentage or score percentage. In other words, when you get into the red zone, <clears throat> you can get a touchdown or a field goal and if you convert, it can be either one. But what you want is your TD percentage to be, obviously, like many said, way above your field goal percentage. But uh, Nebraska overall was like 49th nationally in conversion, but it's very, very good at making opponents convert to field goals. Does that make sense? Everything mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. wow, I no, I know, I know what you're out. saying because you know I was researching all this now that I listened to his whole thing. It, it was worth the $15, I have to say. I loved it. Uh, someone made a good point up here. Uh, Josh says uh, $15, you can probably uh, write it off for your taxes because <laughs> you did it for work uh, for next year. That's so true. Make sure you keep your receipt. <laughs> okay. I will. Um, I, I like uh, Clay's 
comment here said as far as our red zone offense last year was a Chubba pretty intercept interception, Jeff Sims interception, better play it safe. Get in there. Alvano doink. That was our red zone. So yeah, it was. Yep. <sighs> I'd like uh, to just think about going forward. Yes. Yeah. I like that idea. We can't change which, the past, which think about the running backs that we have now or oh, the Dante Dowdell. We have him. Yeah. I see. That's and we did, I, and I need we, more hope. Our running backs were hurt last year. So that's part of the problem. Plus, we didn't have a quarterback to be able to throw, you know. So to our own guys. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder with all the I'd like your your takes or your opinions on this. With as many players as, as came in in the transfer, look, they're eyeing more now that uh you know there's been the coaching carousel, which we meant to t- uh, talk a little bit about last week, and that didn't happen. But now even more so with uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, gone, going back to the NFL. And so that opens up a 30-day transfer portal window uh, from Michigan. Do we have, because of NIL now, do we have to worry about attrition? Or will some of the guys who were on the, the team who maybe contributed over the last couple of years, will they be – rehomed for a lack of a better term uh, with all the Matt rule guys that are coming in. What, what are you asking? What the hell? Well, <laughs> so we got, we got Dante Dowdell in and we got other skill p- position players, but we have some who didn't get to show as much as they could have last year because of injuries. Right. Will some of those, like, are we at risk of like a Gabe Irvin transferring out? Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. We, we always I hope. love Gabe. I love him. He's my You do, favorite. but you know, here's Jerry Seinfeld said years ago, you're rooting for the uniform. That's there's a certain level of truth in that. You know, because of nil and because of playing time, there's always and the transfer portal, there's always going to be uh, players coming and going. This is the new mm-hmm. reality in college football. Uh, you know, if here's the thing. Why do we worry about this? We have a team that hasn't been to a fucking bowl game since 2016. And if some of the guys leave because they don't get playing time, that's probably because they got replaced by better guys. And while I'd like to see, you know, we can love them all and treat them nice, but the honest to God truth is if we're, this is a big boy business. And if we're upgrading, then everything's fine. Plus we have 750 people on our roster now. Was it uh, what is it? Hal Brooks said, or at least in the movie said in in Miracle said that name on the front of the jersey is a hell of a lot more important than the the name on the back of the jersey. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of lines truth. up with the, the Seinfeld line. Um, yeah. while we're, I mentioned yeah. Michigan, that's that's on me, and, and my apologies to that. But living in Omaha, David Matney with the great one says, "Dream higher." Michigan brings in Scott Frost. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Although knowing Nebraska luck, the go back to the college football playoffs next year. Well, they, they're probably going to hire Sharon more and we'll see, you know, I think we need to do a episode called the demise of Michigan. Wow. It's a little early. No, it isn't. (laughs) I'm dancing on that grave right now. (laughs) Really? Yeah, he he got out before all the sanctions came down. Like Pete, yeah. he, he got out. Yeah, he yeah. left. He, so did so a, did all the kind of a chicken shit move by Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, that 
pansy ass spineless poopy butt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like I like this comment, or at least want to touch on this comment by Clay. Clay says Gabe Irvin will be the first running back with a wheelchair on the field, and I'll I'll have to politely disagree, and I'll say it would be Trey Bryant. Remember Trey Bryant a few years ago? Yeah, young kid from St. Louis had a ton of potential, but it was injury after injury, and he actually did like a medical retirement and stepped away from the game completely, probably after only two and a half or maybe three years um, had potential uh, without me looking up his stats. I mean, every, I don't want to say every bit as good as Gabe Irvin. I don't know if that's a slight to anybody, but was the type of running back that Nebraska was really high on and just couldn't stay healthy. So I would almost say Trey Bryant would get that nod as the first wheelchair on the field. Um, As far as Michigan collapsing, uh, Josh says, what if uh, our linebacker came back? Well, I know we, we missed Ernest Hausman. Um, Tiger Shark Diver seems to think that Ernie is coming back. There might be more speculation than anything there. I don't know about that. Because what, what was it, that that he burned some bridges on the way out? or, or Seemed like it. Yeah. Are those bridges even intact, or are those bridges with guys who I are mean, no longer here? I think, I think that he... I think his his teammates loved him. You know, he grew up in Africa. Ernest Did you know that? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Yeah, he what? He um. Okay, Greg, why are you looking I'm, at me I'm, like no, that? I'm just waiting for the rest of the story. Come on, Paul okay. Harvey. <laughs> okay, so he has like 17 brothers and sisters, and his parents, um contracted AIDS and this couple wanted to adopt him and the parents said okay and it took like five years this this couple waited for him wow I didn't know yeah Mm -hmm. he was born in in Uganda yes Uh, this is all on his Wikipedia page wow Um, I mean, it's pretty cool. Grew up in Columbus. I'll stop swearing at him at night Mm -hmm. when I go to bed. (laughs) I think it's really neat. I just, I feel like perhaps Jim Harbaugh stole him off our roster. Well, they they took a guy. I mean, you know, this is how it goes. This is how it's going to be. Yep. You're right. All right, looking here. I know, John, you've been, thank you, as I stepped out to to grab more beverage. Um, there's something about Yingling, I'll tell you. Yingling goes down very quickly, very smooth. Uh, when I was in Florida last March, and it was all you could drink, Yingling, for free, I drank a lot of Yingling that week. I'm just, it was a great time. Uh, so thanks, for John, for starting some of these comments. Um <laughs> uh let's see clay has a, an idea a creative way to handle the roster situation have a few guys wear the same jersey and see if anybody notices they might know when there are 750 people on the sideline <laughs> i mean there's already 750 people down on the sidelines most of the time anyway it's true so. that's true um as far as the running back room josh says gabe ramir uh ives and dowdell is a stacked 
room of very different skill sets. I don't I think disagree. that's true. John, um, you forgot Johnson, Emma Johnson. Emma Johnson. Yeah. 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 Josh. Jeez. Oh, yeah. What the hell, Josh? It's Jeez. like he's not sleeping or something. I, I know. The, you know, John, I know it's been several, several years for you since you had small children in the house. But, yeah. uh, you know, especially when they're they're coughing and cranky and they're not sleeping, you're not sleeping. So, so um, right. I feel you, Josh. I do. So, um, that, yeah, Uganda is the home of Kamala, the Ugandan giant. What good? I, I bet you there's a Fred Sacco in, in the comments who's really appreciating that that comment, Josh. Um, let's see. Not yet, Colt. We will. Don't you like how I'm just side reading all the comments? Yeah, and yeah you are. Greg talking about Yingling like our former head coach talked about casting couch. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. This is much better and, and cleaner and better for your health and won't get you in trouble. All right. Let's talk about basketball. Basketball. Because those Huskers did some stuff a couple nights ago, and we should talk about it, John. Minnie. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They welcomed Ohio State, and they sent Ohio State home crying on the plane ride back to Columbus as Nebraska picked up another impressive win, and it was uh, Rink Mast. Rank Mast, Rank. sorry. Rank. Um, yeah. Who had a big night. We, I, I don't want to say that I doubted. Uh, the acquisition of rank when he came over, I think from Bradley or Illinois state or something after last year, I just thought seems odd that, I mean, it's a big step up for him. How would he be able to, how would he compete at the, not the division one, but at the power five level kid is knocking out of the ballpark. Did you guys watch the game? No. Many. It's okay to say no. I didn't. It's okay. Sorry. Uh, Husker I mean, Chuck and James you know Borden are there correcting me. Thank you for it is Bradley. I, it was uh, you know, I I have a problem with basketball where I, I want to turn these games on and I'm so used to just watching this collapse or watching scoring droughts mm-hmm. or watching mm-hmm. quite frankly ship basketball. And I turned this game on and you know it was a good game for a while, and then we just slowly overwhelmed Ohio State and uh Mass played incredible. I mean the guy the guy shot. He did everything. He shot from the floor. He shot from three. He he dished the ball well. I mean, he Casey Tominaga barely played in this game, and the reason why is because they didn't need him to play. And I think that's probably the most fantastic thing about this basketball team is there are people that can you know there's people that come in and provide things every time, you know, like. Uh, Sam Hoiberg has so much energy when he's on the court and he plays so good. It's so good at defense and he uses his opportunities to score. Uh, Josiah Alec is, I don't think he's the most gifted athlete, but he has so much energy again and he plays defense like a monster. And again, he has provided scoring under the, you know, in the paint that you kind of, he draws fouls really well. He goes to the basket. He's very aggressive. He's a little bit too aggressive sometimes, but it, they're fun to watch. That's the thing. CJ Wilcher, two years ago, I wondered why the hell this guy existed. Now he just goes on the court and scores. Uh, they do need to figure out the road thing. One has thing it, that I saw on Twitter. Like bled in the last four years or four <clears throat> games or something. What? 
Hasn't Rake Mass bled in the last four games? He, he just gets beat <laughs> up. I they they have been very physical games, mm-hmm. and they, I think the thing is, is when you the Big Ten, at least the games I've watched, uh, I think Nebraska's had a problem in the past being physical, and it's not a problem now. I they you know they get in there and they bang with the other guys. Alec, I mean. Yes, Mast has been cut up and he's been beat up in these games, and that's literally playing basketball. And the way the officials have been calling the games lately, it's been pretty uh, – well, I said it, physical. They've been very physical games. Um, Rank, I don't mean to cut you off, John. I just want to you know, touch on on Rank's performance. He had a double-double, 34 points, yeah, 10 boards. Henry B. But, yeah. but here's the thing that – you know, he's a big guy, and he went six for eight from behind the arc. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's not. I don't think the the mm-hmm. from Purdue's got that much range, right? You know, I mean, he probably doesn't have to, if I'm being honest. But uh, you know, Rank just steps out there and and you know hits 75 percent of his shots from three. It's yeah. it, it's something that you don't expect. It's a nice wrinkle. It's a nice advantage. Wasn't they have, wasn't, they have, uh, wasn't Dylan uh, on the sidelines there? Sitting next to Coach Cook, he was. I thought so. I did catch that. It was on Peacock. That's why I, you are always on brand. Yes. <laughs> we got to get that sweat that sweatshirt that hoodie made up. It says okay. Stalker. The one thing that bothered me that I saw on Horn Twitter stalker. was somebody make the comment that the Big Ten is having a down year, and it really it kind of pissed me off because of this. Michigan is not very good at basketball this year. Ohio State is not very good at basketball this year. Nebraska is better than they've been in many years. Northwestern's better than they've been in many years. If you have Michigan and Ohio State were have the same records flipped with Nebraska and Northern Northwestern, nobody would be saying the Big Ten is down at basketball. It's you dumb fucking ignorant fucks that don't pay attention that down your basketball. Right, well, because you only watch the same teams yet. I think I think that's what There's it is. Bad you know, words going to come out there too. They're not used to, you know, as far as college basketball goes. Michigan's, you know, I don't know if they're blue blood, but they're much closer than Nebraska is. Right. Ohio State much closer than Northwestern. So it when the the better teams are down, and Michigan is down. Michigan's two and six in the conference. Uh, uh, Ohio State three and five, but right. Nebraska's sitting five and four. Northwestern's five and three. Uh, nice. You know, Wisconsin, Nebraska's got a road game uh, on Saturday. Uh, they go at Maryland. I don't know the odds on that. I don't know the spread. I don't know who's favored. I would imagine it's it's a Big Ten basketball, men's basketball game, so I'm imagining that the home team's favored. Um, and Is then on Peacock, I wonder? <laughs> I don't what? know. I don't, I don't know. if it, I don't think that one's on Peacock. Uh, but then a week from Thank tonight, you. Nebraska and Wisconsin from the PBA, which means – we, I don't know if we'll alter our schedule and do a Wednesday night show. We, I don't haven't looked at my work schedule yet to see what's feasible. Um, but I would want as many people as possible to be able to watch that game because mm-hmm. it's a Big Ten home game for Nebraska against oh, the the top team in the conference again. <laughs> and if they could beat Wisconsin, they're almost a shoe in. John, correct me if I'm wrong for the oh, tournament, I- right? I think that they're, you know, if they just keep going in the direction they're going and they don't have like any major injuries or collapse, they're a, they're a tournament team. I mean, you know, I know that we worry about this because we've been so 
because basketball, quite frankly, has been terrible throughout its entire I mean, you had the knee years, but throughout its entire existence, it really hasn't. It's not been good. Uh, I watched the Minnesota-Wisconsin. Minnesota almost – Wisconsin was ahead by, like, I think it was 16 points, and uh, Minnesota came back, and they lost – I think they ended up losing by two. But, you know, they were ahead right at, right at the end of the game, and then they just blew it up. You know, they blew it because they're Minnesota. <laughs> I could say that. It's funny. <laughs> Uh, but you know that was unfortunate. But uh, I mean, when you look at Maryland, Maryland has a nine and two record at home, uh, three and four on the road. Uh, the best team on the road is Purdue at three and two. Wisconsin's got a five hundred record on the road at three and three. They're ten and one at home. So, I mean, you know, again, like I always mention, uh, winning on the road is incredibly difficult, no matter who you are. So, there you go. That's basketball. I think, you know, we, I, again, if we just keep doing what we're doing and we do have a lot of guys and that we have a lot of guys that can play and a lot of guys that can score, uh, just keep doing what we're doing and we'll be fine. If uh, Nebraska wins court. at Maryland on Saturday, they'd be their first conference road game of the season. So um, yeah. I know that's, that's a, that'd be a really nice <clears throat> one to get. And what did and, you say Maryland is ranked right now? John? Well, they're not ranked, but they're oh. where are they at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in conference. Yeah, they're below. I think I, I think last okay. week they beat Illinois on the road. So that was a pretty big win for them. I mean, beating Illinois at home is pretty um I don't know if you guys pay much attention to basketball at all. I try to. I know Illinois had I don't want to call it I don't know if scandal's the right word, but they had the uh player who was accused and was suspended indefinitely and actually sued to be able to come back. And I think he sued the university and and what have you and and won. So he, he dressed out, I think for the last week of games and they've, right. They won. And it's, it's weird, man. And I don't know, maybe Nebraska fans are the same way and I'm not trying to like start a shit storm, but it's, I feel like Duke lacrosse fans (laughs) were, were, um, you know, probably very similar back however many years ago that was. But when those allegations came out, like every, you know, being in Illinois and and seeing comments on social media that friend, friends of mine would comment. So I'd go through the comments, follow the story. And so many people were like, what an injustice and what happened to innocent until proven guilty and things like that. And, you know, I agree by the Constitution of the United States. We are all innocent until proven guilty. But there, there's a way where I don't know if you're guilty, and, and I don't think the investigation is done for for this guy for Illinois. But like, if you're if if there's a chance, you, like, should yeah, I think suspension's probably just the safest bet, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, but but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm sure Nebraska fans would be the same way if one of our players was accused of something horrendous. You know, it'd be like, oh well, let's let all the chips fall before we go. You know, sideline yeah. and ruin the yeah. case. So. I mean, honestly, honestly, we were okay. Think of Eric Gilbert. <clears throat> there wasn't a whole lot of allegations. There was some pretty hard video evidence. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Nobody's like standing behind him going, this kid, he just needs a father or anything like that. It was just like, okay, this kid has issues. Well, yeah, because right? he was still in 
$1,300 worth of vape pens. Uh, and innocent until proven guilty does not apply if you're Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Lawrence Phillips was a long time ago, and I think that every a lot of things have changed since then. <laughs> good one. There would be nobody <laughs> if, if this situation happened today. There would be no way that Lawrence Phillips would make it back on True. the field because I mean, think what is it, thirty years ago? Yeah, almost. They, this it's not a it's not a comparable situation to now. No. So, I you know the guys getting uh, uh, the away crowds are just uh, pretty loud for the Illinois guy that was allowed back on the team, and I I think they should be. So, anyway, there's basketball. I I really like this uh, comment from Clay. Clay's doing a great job. I don't know if Clay usually comments. I don't yeah. I don't remember seeing the name too often. So Clay, please come back and comment more. Uh, says, think of how hard it is to maintain a program for a coach in this era. Hoiberg seems like he has a cancer-free team these last few years. Oh, knock on wood. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Clay is a good guy. Tiger Shark Diver standing up. Well, TSD. <laughs> this drinks for, for me, but cheers to you. You know, one thing that I, I love that – is going on right now in Nebraska sports is everyone is kind of supporting every sport there is all the coaches, all the head coaches. Yeah, that is true. They're like going to all these other games. Trev Alberts even said, you know, we're making the spring game earlier in the day so that Husker fans can go to like the softball game later on that day, which I think it's so great. It's not just about football. I mean, it is. We will be, <laughs> we will be having some kind of get together that weekend. We're gonna wait. We're gonna have to figure out when it's gonna fit with all the. the baseball is playing a, a series against Iowa that weekend, so Iowa comes to town. It's gonna be a huge series for baseball. I think softball. Those people, the, the softball is gonna be sold out throughout the year. So, because of Jordy Ball, who was, I think, named to an All-American team already. Well, she uh, and one other Husker, what, top 50 or top 100 players in the country? Yeah. I apologize, I don't Ran- have that in front of me. Ranked at 15th or something like that by one. Oh. Yeah, I think Jordy's number two. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you, you come what, on. What, it's softball? Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think he's joking. I don't know. Maybe he did that beer league thing for so long. <laughs> I love softball. It is. Uh, it's nasty. Mm. You know what it's I mean? A it's a lot harder than baseball. Yeah. They're, they're what is. are they, 60 feet away and they're throwing the ball that mm-hmm. hard? Is it harder than baseball, that? though? It's yes. way harder to pitch. Oh my gosh. I think it's harder Forget to hit. It. You must have played baseball. I did. And I played uh, softball. Uh, oh. uh, many years ago. <laughs> before I found beer. <laughs> um and, and I'm not I'm not discrediting softball. Because if I did, my sister would come in here and smack the shit out of me with a bat. And so would my <laughs> niece. But what are you doing? Is that Esther? Yes. 
Yeah, you have a wild animal, wild Caribbean. All I know is that I I think there has been video evidence of equal caliber players, maybe college or high school, something like that, of baseball and softball, where baseball players try to hit a softball uh, pitch and, and softball players try to hit baseball. And I think the baseball players have an easier time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just based on some anecdote you have. It is an anecdote, yes. And I will yeah. do my best to find video evidence for next this week. This makes that. no sense whatsoever. We took that, a bunch Greg. of guys and pitched a large ball at them, and they hit it. Yeah, we it took was a bunch of girls soft. and pitched a it was, it was soft hit. And, and softball, you, you can cheat. You can start running to first base before you hit the ball. Come on. It's, that's <laughs> No, you cannot. I'm pretty sure. I've, I've seen, I've heard, I, I don't know. You, I don't know how, spent, you, bet no, you played no, beer no, league too no, long. No, you stop. It's a thing called the slap bunt. Let's not, let's not get confused. I don't know many how long it's been since you played softball. But yeah, now but they have the thing have called the slap the ball. Bunt. Well, yeah, but you can be halfway to first when you do. Clay Castleder says Husker, Husker softball could be awesome this year. What's the new pitcher's name? Jordy Ball. B A H L B A H L B A H L B A H L. Hey. I was going to Fried Fred Sacco <laughs> says, my biggest takeaway of this softball mm-hmm. talk is that John used the word anecdote. I, I can use w- w- big words sometimes. You sons of bitches. <laughs> All right. Um, we're a minute and six, or we're an hour and six minutes into this uh, show. Can we talk about the elephant in the room? What the elephant? Caitlin Clark. Oh, okay. Gosh. Well, okay. Because wait, wait, it's wait. timely. Because Nebraska plays at Iowa uh, on Saturday. Nah, that's not right. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so no, they play at PBA. Okay, can we no, back up? No, it's at Iowa. According to Huskers.com, it's at Iowa. What? Back Let's back up just a second. Back up just a second. Go back to the men's basketball game when we beat Purdue. They were at Nebraska oh, in Lincoln. Were. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Purdue head coach, after the game, he was like going on and on and on about how dangerous it is to storm the court. And there needs to be guidelines. There needs to be police. There needs to, we need to be ready for this. This happens way too much. And one of these days, a player's going to get hurt. One week later, Greg, what happened? Uh, a student got hurt by a idiot basketball player. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that is pretty obvious that, that she intentionally ran over that Ohio State kid. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think it was pretty obvious. She was bitter yeah. about the loss. She's not a good sport. She's a head case. She's not that good. I'll tell you what. The only reason she's the best, uh, highest scoring player in the conference is by volume. And I've got the stats to back it up. Oh, what stats, Greg? Let me tell you. <laughs> so, Caitlin Clark has attempted 439 shots this year. Okay. The okay. next closest person in the top well, I guess in the top 15, but again, that's how you're going to do by volume is 254. She's only hit 211 of those. So it's 
a measly four, uh, 48.1%. But again, by sheer volume, she has 634 points on the season. Yeah. It's not, it, it, it's not by talent. It's by, by, by volume. Chances. It's not quality. It's quantity. Gotcha. In, in Caitlin Clark's, Caitlin Clark's playbook. So here's what you do. Triangle two. Yeah, triangle and two. Okay. You, you don't don't give her any open looks. Nebraska's gonna win this game on Saturday. And I, then not at Iowa. You're right. It is at Iowa. Yeah, I I, I, John, We're not I getting I, any calls at Iowa. We are no, getting we zero calls of the, any kind. It is at Iowa. I've said this before. Women's basketball is horribly officiated. It favors the home crowd so badly that God. Yeah, I I really I have difficulties of watching it a lot of the times because the the officiating is so freaking horrible. Colt Bunny's right. The, Colt it, it's very succinctly stating what I'm trying to say. Caitlin Clark is a ball hog. Oh, she's they, the only one. Win. She's the only one scoring points because she's the only one taking shots. What they win? I don't care. Okay, it's dumbass Iowa. Like. <laughs> It, <laughs> it is. I'm, it I'm, is. Iowa. I'm gonna keep. I'm not gonna go any any less classy than that. Like I'm not gonna be as mean as I. 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 I a little self restrained. I just. But. Did I, you? Aaron says. Aaron, Aaron says she's the Allen Iverson of women's college ball. She. Uh, yeah, that is a good. I think that's a good comparison of I how little I know about the NBA. Alan Did Iverson was a that, tremendous player. That he the was, athletic... but he shot the ball all the time. Hmm. Sorry, Mindy. M- That's okay. <laughs> Did you hear that the athletic director apologized to her after that happened? You have to apologize what, to the... What's her name? Beth Getz? The one who fired um, Kirk Ferentz's... Yeah, oh, she's now officially the athletic director. Yeah. Yeah, I think she and and she also came out uh again kind of like what Matt Painter said is we we've got to do away with this storm in the court. Not like yeah. I don't think so. Good luck. No. Good luck telling 10,000 okay, excited so fans that what you, I love, you can't What I love about that is Trev Albert said the very next day after this whole Caitlin thing happened. He goes, you know, what do we when Matt Roll looked at me after the Purdue game and is like, you know, he asked, are we going to storm the court? He's like, we kind of have to. You kind of have to. I mean, get with it. Oh, wow. Colt Bundy and I are of one mind on this topic. Clark scores 40 points and only took 80 shots. It's it's egregious. If I were her teammate, I would be pissed. <laughs> like They win. They're what are they number two? They're number two. John, that's not the point. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll be quiet now. No. Oh, you don't have to be quiet, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And they're look, I give me you know, Nebraska's got a, a tremendously talented basketball player as well. Alexis Markowski. I believe Lincoln own, correct? Isn't she a Lincoln native? Or Nebraska I think Markowski, native? Yeah. Yeah. Uh and she is uh, has a here I have it here. So she ranks 11th in the conference in 
field goal percentage, which is two spots behind. But she has uh, – I mentioned that Clark has taken 439. Markowski is the one who's taken 254. So she's second in the league in shots um, and only uh, – I've got to do math now. Uh, well, about five – half of a percent away in, in field goal percentage. Um Markowski six in the conference in, in points scored, 319. Uh, again, Clark, yeah, you again, you're going to average 31 uh, points per game when you're shooting 80 times. It's mm. Okay, if, if anybody wants to see what I'm talking about when I'm talking about women's basketball officiating, you can go back to the Minnesota game, Nebraska at Minnesota, and Alexis Markowski gets the ball thrown to her pretty much right under a basket. A Minnesota player slides in under her, behind her back, inside the, the block circle, and they called a fucking offensive offensive charge against Markowski. Did, did, you looked at it and you went, that is no way other than the, you know, I mean, she knocked the girl down because the girl went underneath her, pretty much came up to her body and knew she was going to turn around. But there's a reason there's a block charge circle there now. And it just, I look at, at I I don't, I'll just move on. My blood pressure, I have my Apple Watch and my heart monitor is getting too high. <laughs> Fucking officials. Anyway. Drink, it's just shit. Drink it's some terrible tea, Okay. Just drink your lavender tea. Put on Fred, your essential oils. <laughs> Fred Sacco says that Caitlin Clark's numbers are like Marlon Lucky's receiving yards as a running back, a billion two-yard gains. <laughs> and and Josh says Minnie is still a Chatterfield. That's talent. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, this one, this one is pure. This one helps me be nicer. You know what doesn't help me be nicer, John? That sure. yingling beer. That is the taste of America's oldest. Brewery. 1829. It's right there on the label, John. 1829. Uh, okay. That predates the Confederacy. And you know what I think about when I think about the con- Confederacy? God dang. Uh, Shitty generals. I was going to say, fuck the SEC, is what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else. Um, that, 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 that. Husker women's basketball at Iowa on Saturday. Mark your calendars because uh, you're going to want to watch that spectacle. Um, and then if you're w- wondering, well, when does Iowa do the home and home? When are they in, in Lincoln? That would be Sunday, February 11th. I can think of no better treat for you gentlemen to take your lady for Valentine's Day, an early Valentine's Day gift than to pack the Pinnacle Bank Arena Wear your Husker red and really give Caitlin Clark and the rest of those Iowa jerk guys the business, yeah. if you know what I mean. So that game sold out. There you go. I've, I've done my duty. I already, yeah, they're, they're already way ahead of you. <laughs> Josh says, can someone get Greg some Nebraska beers? Yeah. I am not opposed to it, but somebody's got to send it to me. Josh, you somebody in Nebraska get some grapes in Nebraska. Josh beer. lives in Nebraska. He can send me some beers, right? What? Come on, Josh, you poopy uh, butt. Fred says that if Mrs. Coronation is watching, please swap John's oils for lipstick. He'd look like one of the road warriors by now. <laughs> the road warriors. The, the Legion of Doom. 
Oh, from okay. Minnesota, John. They're from Minnesota. They're practically your neighbors, except they're both dead. <laughs> so they're going to be your neighbors in the future. John, everybody wants to know, when are we doing the Young Guns viewing? I don't know. You Greg. said that every time. I know. That's because we haven't discussed it, Greg. Yeah. By the way, Saturday morning, Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Central Time, I'll be jumping in a frozen lake or a cold yeah. lake. And, and uh, you guys go to the go to the community post on YouTube and, and contribute because I haven't met my goal yet. Although Fred and, and Linda and let's see who else. David Matney have contributed. I'm missing one. Uh, thank you very much. You know, thank you guys for all support all the time anyway. Here, I'm going to send the link here. There you go. If you want to, that didn't work. There it is. If you want to go and support John for the Polar Plunge, and I'd be happy to tell you that uh, they are only $70 short of the goal. For oh, is John. that right? Oh, my yeah. gosh. All right. So, um, tell you what, Minnie, do you have $35? My goal is to be it? first. Didn't I? Did I already donate? Am I on there? I nope. tried to. I don't know if I was there or not. Unless you're Maybe jam. I donated or, somebody or, else. <laughs> are you jam? No. No, that's, right. that's my sister. Uh, Minnie, do you have $35 laying around you're not using? Actually, yes. Okay. I so was, Minnie and I. I'm trying to donate $40, in fact. That's that's crazy. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> um, okay. The Chiller Bees. Yeah, okay. I have to figure out how I'm going to dress up and look like a bee. Oh, that's going to be great. All I know you are. Please tell me this will be available for us to, to watch. Well, hopefully. We'll see what happens. Which one is this for? The what? Lake Minnetonka? No, this would be White Bear Lake. Okay, I want to make sure I get it right. Because I'm looking for team part. I'm doing it right now, folks. I'm, I'm doing it right now. Oh. Oh, participant search. John Johnson, Chiller Bees. Hey, there we go. That's you. James Boardman. Paul Dalen. Hamilton, Hamilton Hale Husker. Holly Rundle. I better put a decimal point in there, otherwise I'll be giving you $3,500, and I like it. I like it <laughs> you can just send that to me directly, and I'll yeah, make no, sure no somebody shit, right? gets it. Um. Corporate matching? No. Okay, I'm doing. I'm doing this right now. Aww. Thank you. And if ever anybody could tell those clicks, they'll know what my credit card number is. So, <laughs> so we. I don't know what we're. I. I've been told that there's ice at the lake, but I don't That's know awesome. if the ice will be thick enough for people to actually walk on it. So I'm not sure if we're running in from the shore or we're jumping off a platform or I guess we'll find out when we get there. Sounds horrible. It, you know what it is? You know what it is? <laughs> the honest truth is I work all the time at home. I don't go anywhere. The only time I leave the house basically is to walk my dog. This is my way of challenging myself to get that, get off my ass and go do something. Well, you know, it's with a bunch of work colleagues at the university of Minnesota uh, that I, some of which I've worked with for 20 years and some of these people saved my life. So, you know, it's, it's my time to uh, 
before I end up losing my career or retiring in the next few years, spend more time with these people and do something fun that raises money for charity and, and makes me challenge myself because you know what? It is a challenge to go out and run into freezing cold water in the middle of winter. There's it's no a certain amount of lunacy and uh, by God, there you go. I'm just the guy for that kind of shit. I don't, you know, when you click the link, you can see who all's donated. I'm, I'm honored to be the most recent one. Um, but it's, it's really great. Again, um, Minnie sent me, uh, a message on Slack, uh, you know, just, uh, glowing about this community, this family that we've built here. So when I'm looking down this list and I'm not going to, you know, kind of single out anybody uh, on purpose, I know we've mentioned a few of them here and there, but the number of Chatterfields, uh, that have, have supported this, John, it's, uh, what, what I'm very proud of what we have done here uh, with the five heart podcast with Monday night therapy, with, with the, the shows at, and, and, you know, we, we all, owe, all owe it to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see what, uh, let's see. Husker <laughs> Chuck says, aren't you getting warmer? Aren't you getting warmer weather now? Uh, it's going to be like, I don't know. It's good. You know what? It's going to be unseasonably warm. Last year I did this. It was four degrees and there was a wind and it was like an 80 yard March back to the, uh, the warm tent. After. It's supposed to be 35 freaking degrees Saturday. That's not even cold. Yeah. John. And then I think what I, okay. This is a top comment right here. This guy said something really wonderful. What? Just how how the community that has been created here at the Five Heart Podcast, how it's grown, and <laughs> it's just such a wonderful thing to be a part of. And, and Fred he was says, thanking you. Fred so. says, John give, Greg gives John a nice tribute, and John basically tells him to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so typical. <laughs> and th- this is why – that is why I'm going to – we just found the answer to Colt's question. It says, why does John get the most flack when he has the biggest heart? God bless you, John, for taking oh, the plunge. That's why, because he ignores me. <laughs> That's what I do. My death. I, Clay Castleder asked, John, are you worried you'll have a brain freeze? Uh, have a brain to have a freeze. Wow. Dad, you know, I didn't have a problem. Well, I did have a problem last year when it was four degrees. I didn't have a medical problem. I had a really sick fight. Sick, but I can't even say the word psychological problem. I mean, it was just difficult to. That was the first time in my life I've literally walked anywhere with an entire sheet of ice covering my body because I walked out of water into four degree weather in the wind. It was it was pretty amazing. It was an amazing feeling to look down at your hands and they're literally coated in ice. Uh, so I think that, you know, if I did that, I think it, uh, uh, you know, I, I think this should be fine. Uh, it, Josh says John wasn't listening in his defense. No, I wasn't. You're right. <laughs> nope. I'm really terrible at that. My wife th- says that all the time. Uh, there you go. Uh, Justin <laughs> Roggy says, John, I've heard cold plunges can be risky with those with cardiac health issues. Have you cleared this with your doctor? Yes, I did actually a few years ago. And here's the thing that I want to say about this. If you remember earlier in the show that I taught outdoor survival skills to scouts. There's this thing about, uh, you know, the cold is bad for people in the cold. Well, you know, most of the times, for example, 
I talk to a lot of heart attack survivors and a lot of them will say, you know, don't shovel the snow. The cold will get you. No, it isn't. Nobody's cold when they shovel snow because it's a hell of a lot of work. What it is, is it's the extreme effort you're putting into shoveling snow that causes heart attacks. It's not the cold. Cold can restrict your blood vessels and things like that. Exposure to the cold over long term can cause a lot of problems. Uh, I mean, that's literally why, for example, here's an example. If you're out somewhere, how far should I go into this? <laughs> I'm okay. scared already. Rule of threes. Okay. The rule of threes was something I taught. And what this is, is it's a way to prioritize what you're going to do as a, if you're in serious danger. And the rule of threes states this. If you have a severe cut, you have three minutes to live. In other words, you have to stop the bleeding within three minutes. You're probably going to die. One of your major arteries gets cut. Uh, three hours in exposure. If you're in a, an extreme situation uh, where you are exposed to extreme danger or extreme weather, either extreme cold or extreme heat, you have three hours to get to shelter before you, you're probably going, it's probably going to kill you. Three days, uh, you have three days without water and you're going to be in serious trouble. And three, here's the one that always gets people three weeks without food. Now, what does all this mean? It means that the first thing you do is when you're in trouble is you seek shelter. The second thing you seek is water. The third thing you worry about is food. Most people fucked up those priorities and they like leave their car to try to go somewhere. That's a really bad idea. Uh, what, where was I? Where did this begin? <laughs> Are you worried? Are you worried? About okay. What? Yeah, right. My cardiologist said this. He said, it's no different than you having a minor fender bender or being surprised about something. And then he said words that, that I live by, which is this. There is an inherent risk in life. And there is. And I think the problem with a lot of survivors and a lot of people, just regular people, is they worry about so many things that they forget to live. You know, and I'll probably share this with my brain injury people, my heart attack survivor people. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> post a video because I'll probably have my wife do a YouTube video. And, um, you know, I'll point out, you know, you need to stop worrying about shit and go live. I'll probably try and, to jump out of an and, airplane. And I, I want to add to that. Do the things you can when you can. Yeah. And I applaud you for that, John. Thank Keep you. Going. Mm -hmm. Then you get old and crusty and you stay at home all the time. And then you're just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you're challenging yourself. That's great. Yeah. It's a Good challenge. A um, couple of things. Clay says, uh, how many years without a bowl game can a person have before dying? Let's well, that's, a lot that's of us are already question. dead inside and damn well better make a bowl game this year. And James with a, a great one here says, I hope we have a rule of sevens this fall. This, that would be good. Okay. Ooh, do you think I like that? I don't like that. John? Yeah, I thought I, you know, we can, we can do something with that. Write that down. Minnie, write that down. I'm writing. You're, you're the, you're the planner. <laughs> I think you just by default made her the secretary. Of the show. She already does all the show notes. <laughs> I like writing things down. I remember it that way. Uh, let's see. Colt. Will Nebraska ever get a hockey team? We have one. Nebraska has a club hockey team, and they have in the past done very well. And they have in more recent years 
not. But we have a club hockey team that travels all over. Uh, a few years back, I remember uh, we had one of their coaches on the show back when it was right. a different format, and um, and they were making they had made the national tournament, and they they're not funded, so they were taking donations. And I, I remember I sent in like a fifty dollar donation, something like that, to the UNL. Um, uh, not association, but um, whatever the donation arm is of, of the university. And I still get postcards of like, Hey, would you like to donate again? And right now the one we got this week was, um, Hey, you can, you can donate like 15 bucks, but if you donate 65 bucks, we'll send you this Nebraska Huskers knit cap. And my wife says, that's a very expensive knit cap. I'm like, honey, we don't have a Nebraska knit cap. I'm just saying. yeah. You know, it might be worth the 65 bucks. You mean like a, a beanie? Yeah, beanie, knit cap, what, whatever. What They're, color is it? It's red. It says Huskers across it. It might be worth it. It might be. Do you want me to? I'll tell you what. I'll make the $65 donation and I'll sell it to you for 75 <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it can come in useful. And sounds like something I might need. The UNL Foundation, that's what it was. That was the the organization. So um, will we ever have a Division I hockey team? I don't think so. No, probably not. I don't know where they would play outside of Omaha. I know Nebraska or Lincoln has the, was it the Breslau Center or something like that? Yeah, Breslin. But that's not big enough for Division I, and I don't think anybody – involved with the Pinnacle Bank Arena is willing to lay down a sheet of ice in that facility. So, but it'd be cool. Apparently they have curling going on at the Breslin rink also, which curling is a thing for, you know what I mean? It's like a cult thing. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's knock out some of these, uh, starred comments from earlier. Uh, John, are you getting warmer weather now? Yeah, it's 30. It'll be 35 on Saturday. Okay. Uh, living in Omaha. That was from Husker Chuck, by the way. Living in Omaha, David Matney says, right now, who do we have as backup to Dylan Ray Riola? Make sure I get that right. Danny Kalen. I thought so. Or I, I honestly probably say Heinrich Harburg uh, just for experience, not for sheer athletic ability, but for the fact that he's got Division One, you know, snap reps under his belt well i was thinking i mean that's a great question in the spring we're gonna see dylan mariola and heinrich arberg because danny kalen is still in school i don't know if he is yeah he is Is okay you you're paying i was gonna say don't don't question (laughs) many on these things i i you know i thought about this today and i thought you know as few quarterbacks as we have that are going to play division one football, they damn well better have like packages they could stick in for Harburg. So he can run like wildcats and he can run, you know, quarterback power runs and things like that. And I don't mean that's because somebody's injured. I mean, literally swap them in for certain drives during the game. I would love to see them swap that up. What do you think about this question by clay? Uh, Harburg's the starter. Isn't he like five and one as a starter? I could be wrong here. I don't think I, so. No, I just yeah, I don't. I don't think you bring in the first five-star quarterback in school history and not ever. Yeah, and not give him yeah the reins. No, this is a big deal. 
Uh, Josh says, hopefully Danny Dimes can redshirt and use Harburg as backup. Hmm. That would be interesting because if, if that's the case and if Ryle is as good as we hope, right, hmm. then he might only be here three years before he's off right. to the NFL and you'd have Danny Kalen for two years of eligibility uh, on but the back also, end of that. We also have Dayton Rayola coming in right. in 26. I'm oh, wow. I'm not going to count those chickens until they hatch. It's happening. <laughs> you know that's what Dylan and Coach Cook were talking about at the basketball game. He's like, "Hey, I don't, I don't my sister plays volleyball. She's in the transfer portal." <laughs> but all right, now I'm not trying to disparage any Riola, but if she was good, wouldn't she have been <laughs> signed somewhere by now? I, that that is a very shitty take, and I apologize. Oh my God! You what the hell? We adopted this family, and you pooped on one of them. I just okay. Moving on. Uh, uh, here's an interesting one for you. Uh, John may have snow on the roof, but says there's a fire in the fireplace. Oh, that's a warm heart. That's not. I don't think that's what Phil Spears. Yes. About. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Did I miss it? I nope. was kind of thinking warm heart, warm heart, warm heart. Um, <laughs> Brett says it's Riola. I don't. I, I guess that I, I apologize for being wrong earlier. Um, I like this one by Husker Nation. One, I say we change the pledge of allegiance uh, to instead of one nation, we say corn nation. <laughs> could, could we do that? Could we? Could we say that pledge of allegiance right now? <laughs> Do we have a pledge? Okay. Like I, the I, pledge I, of allegiance, allegiance to the flag of the, you know, no, no, I guess it wouldn't wait, really work. It's not. No, yeah, we have to have our own. And to the Republic for which it stands, coronation under that, God. That, 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 that kind of sacrilegious. I pledge allegiance to the N. We will have to go. We will <laughs> we'll have, have to, to go. We'll <laughs> have to figure that out. It'll be right up there with keep be a winner, Herbie. I, and it's going to be right up there with the mini's Christmas song about Dylan Raiola next year. Yeah. So, uh, the one we didn't get last month and we're all sad about it. Uh, Fred says, Oh no, Greg pooped on a Raiola mini will slash your tires too. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we got that. Uncheck that one. Let's see. Oh, this is a fun one. Thank you, Roger Moore. The Sanders boys were in France for a Louis fashion show and missed the first team meeting in Colorado. Your thoughts. Is that really true? Yes. I haven't uh, been paying it that close attention. You know, I I subscribe to the um the well off media channel, which is uh Dion Sun runs that. <clears throat> Their subscribers have gone way down. But I have noticed that whenever they're out there like doing things they're always dressed to the nines so that would make sense this was from usa today uh deon sanders football sons jet to paris to walk runway as fashion models uh colorado head fo head football coach deon sanders laid down the law in his first team meeting of the new year this week telling his players that they better not disrespect women spit on the turf smoke vape or be late for air uh, team meetings uh, Eric Ooh. Gilbert obviously won't be transferring to Boulder anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> says we don't play tardiness. Uh, he told his team, but two of his players didn't show up for the meeting at all. And for good reason, quarterback, uh, Shador Sanders and safety Shiloh, which are Deion's sons 
had jetted to Paris instead to walk down a runway Tuesday as fashion models in the Louis Vuitton Men's Fall and Winter 2024 show. That's why he's a shit coach. Come on. He is a fucking joke. You either treat all of your players the same or go fuck yourself. I'm going to be, that's really serious. Yeah. Everybody gets treated the same or everybody knows that what all the bullshit you're spewing is, is complete bullshit. And that's why Deion Sanders is, it's a farce as a head coach. God. I'm sure we're going to have to listen to this bullshit come fall again. You know, maybe an NFL team could hire him. That'd be fun. Uh, I like Fred's uh, comment here. I pledge allegiance to the John because <laughs> around here, that's got double me because we have our beloved John, but we also have the place where John usually records from after a loss. Wow. So. that That's one of the things that I get triggered by. Oh, calling it a John? Yeah, it's always dear John letters. John's being arrested to, arrested for prostitution. You know, John the toilet Jesus. John is just you think, my parents probably knew this. And why why would your your parents really were not very original? Oh my Since god. Your Wait, is- now you're talking about my mom. Wow, Minnie. Wow. <laughs> I you was know, trying to think. Okay, great. You know what else isn't original? Dylan, Dayton, Donovan, Dominic. Yeah. There, see, here's Taylor. My, my, Taylor. I'm pretty sure. My, I'm pretty sure somebody in in school said we can't do that to this poor girl when she came in with the name Taylor. Like, no, we're gonna change it to ta- Taylor with a T. <laughs> my parents did the same thing. My oldest sister is Juanita with a J. Uh, Julie, Janet, Jerome, Jim, John, Mary, Jean. They had to, they were Catholic. We had to have somebody named Mary, and then they had Jean as the mental name. God bless. There you God go. Bless your family. Yeah, <laughs> see that. Many throwing Jeez. haymakers is yeah. what Aaron says, and Fred says, "Geez, many kicks John in the middle of his mental break." Mental break. Yeah. Wow. Cause piling in there. And Josh says, Mrs. Johnston is a classy lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, again, what a great, John, what a great do you have, do you have any nicknames? I just, I was wondering about this actually. Shit ass. <laughs> oh, I know that's we're, his nickname you know for what? me. We're an hour and 38 minutes into this. We don't have time to go into my nickname. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, living in Omaha, David Matney would like to know, was anyone offended when Levante David did not, uh, give proper recognition or give or receive proper recognition as a corn husker in the playoff game? Mm. I didn't see it. So I don't know. I didn't either. But I'm not I sure what he's talking about. Nope. You know, I know sometimes if they do that, maybe he's talking about when they introduce themselves, sometimes they will, they'll state different schools just to do a shout out to their high schools or, uh, David came from. Oh come on, Fort Scott. Yeah, Community Fort College. Scott. I interviewed it. I interviewed his coach at one point. I think years ago. Oh, cool. I cannot wait when Levante retires. I would love to have him as. I, I would love to have him as a guest on the show or just to talk with him. Uh, easily a top three favorite Husker for me. So, uh, Phil Spear says neither did Malik Collins. So. Aaron Aaron Ross Debostowski <laughs> says, nah, they all shout out their elementary now. But Trey Palmer did mention Nebraska. So 
and he was only here for a year. Well, he, you know, that's. Uh, by the way, this uh, comment from Justin came in 23 minutes before we went live, and he wanted to make sure this is the good one that he referenced earlier. We're finally getting to. He says, Caitlin Clark has a reservation for 15000 to watch her lose. Um, Go, Big Brad. But we determined that the game at the PBA is not until February 11th. So a little premature on that one. But hey, if Nebraska beats Iowa twice, this guy will not complain. All right. And let's see. Uh, Josh says that Levante can do what he wants. Most underrated Husker, perhaps, ever. So, John, are you busy? Are we, are we taking you away from something important over there? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to contact people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, work uh, never stops. I'm I'm monitoring your polar plunge. You're up to 495 now, John. All right. Ooh. The the la- latest 30 was from Anonymous. Well, thank so make you. Make sure Anonymous. that you send them and uh, send send them an email. Send them a card. So, um, yes, Phil Spear is right. Levante was a JUCO transfer. I think he only played two years with Nebraska. Yeah, I think that's correct. I think that's right. So, um, all right. Living in Omaha, David Manning, I hope you're still here because you're about to get the uh, abridged version of the story. How did the Five Heart Podcast show get its name? John, do you remember? No. Cool. All right, so this is only my story to tell. Uh, because yeah. the, other, the other person uh, uh, who would tell the story, I love it. I love that you're so in tune. You're actually paying attention to me. <laughs> He's, that's his listening face. <laughs> it is. Uh, so it was, I think we started this one back in 2015, Brian told myself, and basically the name of the show was always meant to be, uh, Clay, come on now. That's, that's not, no, that it was always supposed to be when you look at like two, four, seven or rivals, things like that. It's always on the star system. And for us, maybe being Nebraska, being our proud walk on tradition, that we had, um, and I guess maybe we'll have again. I don't know. Uh, it was, I don't know about the stars. I, I want those five heart kids. I want those five heart. I want the kids who, who want to be in Nebraska, who want to give every uh, drop of blood, sweat, and tears uh, to this program to help this, this team succeed. So out of that, Five Heart Podcast was born. It's been the Five Heart Podcast now for uh, nine or so years. And, um, yeah, before that, Brian and I had that basically what Brian and I did before going back to 2012, I think was detasseling the Huskers. John, I know you remember that one. That was our mailbag show. We just took your questions and now we just kind of do that live every week uh, through this new format of of being live here uh, with you all the Chatterfields. You're a great community. We, uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, We miss you when you're not here. I, I said it in my write-up. This is one of my favorite times of the entire week. It's, pretty easy breezy for me i don't stress it at all and tonight i've had three yinglings so i'm feeling great uh a lot of the time the the rest of the week i could be pretty stressed out uh but i know when i hit record or not record when i hit live with john with with many before many when it was just with john or hoss uh i'm just in for a good time uh and you chatterfields you're a very big part of that so i thank you all and i say all the time you really do have a lot of entertainment options that you could uh, choose on a Thursday night. And we really do appreciate that you choose us. So, Okay. 
I got nothing after that. You should put a nipple on that third beer, Greg. Man, I'm, I'm wow. Wow. I'm wow. Brother, man, these, these, these things are empty. Yeah. For a while. Notice it's not five beers, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Well, when John was talking about uh, the rule of threes, I really wish that I had my third bottle down here because I was going to be like, rule three, <laughs> but I disposed of that one. So, um, okay. Thanks, Colt. Colt says, great story. That's true. Nebraska culture, five hearts, the perfect name. Um, and Aaron says, we are to the 500 total. 505. Oh, wow. See, good. John, good things happen to you, man. They do. That's good. We're, we're, it's a great family we've built here, and I appreciate, it like is. I said, everybody. Um, look, I realize that we have more viewers, whatever, when we're in the middle of the season, but like the, the 37 people who are here right now, that, that'd be the 37 people I'd go watch Young Guns with, you know? Yeah. You, you Minnie, and you, John. <laughs> so. We're going to do it. God. You kind of have to figure this out. Hey, it's out. We, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. So, uh, anything else that you have, Minnie? Nope. Oh, yes. Sorry. Oh, what? <laughs> like, I was so close to bed. <laughs> we, okay, well, we'll save it for next week. But right. please come ready to answer the question what do you guys consider a Husker? Yeah, that's going to be a in-depth conversation for sure <laughs> that's not when we start a mid or an hour and 45 minutes into this episode <laughs> but we'll definitely be ready for that next week john do you have anything any final thoughts any words of wisdom did you like to share to uh, these people who are half your age <laughs> i don't think so oh my god it's an hour and 45 minutes it's time for my brain to go lay down what was it like following sherman uh, on his march to the sea you know, he wasn't as grouchy real in in real life as they kind of tend to show him. You know, he was a he was a little bit merciful once every once in a while, not very often though. I appreciate your honesty in that and going with it. That really yeah. makes my five heart happy. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, once again, thank you to all you Chatterfields, everybody watching this live, everybody who's gonna watch it later, and everybody who's gonna listen on their favorite podcast app. Oh, uh, you know what? I have something new. I almost forgot to uh, uh, put it up there, but check that out. And, oh, sorry. Let, let's let's fix that. There we go. Much better. That's there cool. you go. <laughs> like, subscribe, and make sure you hit that notification bell uh, so that you are aware of the next time we drop a show here, or maybe it's Monday Night Therapy or one of its uh, uh, John's post-game reactions, or uh, make sure that you go to the other channel, John's uh, a Crazy Manic Football History channel. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh um you know like that for for all the history that you didn't know you needed about uh college football because it's really yeah. interesting and he's yeah. getting a lot better with those videos as, as he goes it's all a learning process and and the other yeah so they're really great and uh we'll plan on seeing you here next week again since nebraska women's basketball plays uh I'm sorry, since Nebraska men's basketball plays Wisconsin next Thursday night, we'll consider doing Wednesday, depending on everybody's schedules. We'll make sure that we keep you posted. Or you, could just, you know, we could just do it uh, during the game, and I would scream at my other monitor for the entire show. And ignore us? Probably. All right. Minnie, are you ready to do a show kind of with John, but kind of without? 
I think we have done those. <laughs> 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 you know, I fade in and out. That's the normal part of life for me. So for my esteemed friends and colleagues here, Minnie Hunt, John Dam Johnston, our founder, our fearless leader, I'm Greg Mahochko. This is the Five Heart Podcast that we remind you each and every week that Five Heart is all. I moved now, so I got to. Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go, go Big Red. Minnie? Go Big Red. Go Big Red. It's a lot of 